everyone to the Outtakes Podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm joined once again by my amazing team. Well, Sam's one, Amelia's feeling unwell. Get well soon, Amelia. But otherwise, this one's for the boys. This one is for the boys. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, how's things been, man? Yeah, been all right. Pretty good. I went outside further than my uh, shop the other day. That was nice. It was nice to experience the world again which is something that you watch this in a year, maybe, who knows? It might not be relevant, but it's right? relevant right It's like now. a little time capsule, because Jacob, exactly. you have also, me, me and you, we've also done the same thing of taking mm-hmm. this this first big step. Why well, say that? You, We went to work, you know? We went, we went to, to work. work. We prepared yep. to go back to work. But you live quite close to work, so was it really all that different for you? Um, well... No, ultimately, no. I suppose not. I mean, we've, we've been doing little walks here and there to go shopping and stuff, but the nearest shop is like a two-minute walk from where work is. So to walk to that shop is basically the same as walking to work. So Oof, shame. it's kind of, kind of similar. Shame. Yeah. It, has been, it has been refreshing. It has been refreshing. It has. The weather's helped. It's been warm this last Bloody week hell. or so, hasn't it? No. Yeah been good it. it's a british heat wave a british heat wave Ooh. where it's 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 hot for more than two days and we all start panicking and they turn our water <laughs> off like yeah and by yeah. heart we mean like more than 14 degrees <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking hell this is a great this is a great start pandemic chat weather chat welcome to the outtakes mm. other than that we've got some actual pop culture news to get through so i was, I was telling jacob uh uh before we started this this week's compiling of the news was hindered by April Fool's Day. It took just a little bit longer for me to verify everything I was reading was actually real, which was very pleasant. Thank you for that, and tricksters and japesters. Uh, but as for stuff that I found that's real and relevant. Um, so let's start. We haven't really talked about Star Wars much on the new version of the show, and we all, we're all into Star Wars. So one of the biggest things that's happened is vintage Star Wars released on Disney+. Plus. Now, this isn't vintage Star Wars as the original cuts as we might have liked to see this is the ewok caravan of courage stuff no has it yeah have you not seen this i was not aware that that was coming so yeah. the, the, oh, e- the ewok show has gone on there the early 2000s 2d clone wars has gone on there which is the thing that i'm the most excited about 100 mm-hmm. um the 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 segment from the holiday special, the Boba Fett cartoon, has gone on there just in isolation. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. Smart decision. Yeah. I mean, I uh, suppose if they put the actual one on there, I mean, it makes no sense for them to put that on at this time in the year. But they, they did just release that Lego one, didn't they? So. But that was that was at like, Christmas, wasn't it? That was actually. Yeah, that yeah, one was, was November like, time. They might be really people. They might be like afraid people are going to be like confusing or something. Like these companies proper think the audience are idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right. Like, they're like, oh no, it's called the holiday special. Might get confused. All these human people might confuse. They might get them confused for Lego people. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to see the holiday special go up on there, and I'd also like to see the droids cartoon go up on there. That's currently not on there, but I would like it. They're, they're doing this kind of cute thing where, like, if you look at it on Disney Plus, it's like in its own little section, and all of the like icons have that. You know the old. Kenner Star Wars box design with the oh, silver yeah. rings going oh, around. Oh, okay. It's quite, it is quite nice. That so, nice. is there anything else you guys would like to see 
added to a Star Wars vintage collection. I mean, other than I assume you probably also would like the old, like original cuts on there it as would, well. Yeah, that's um, that'd be cool. Watching, that would be cool. I think it was Return of the Jedi, um, recently-ish, and I was thinking I want to see like the original, like the original theatrical release more than anything. Yeah, um, but I'd also yeah. what I'd like, you know how they did the. Um, the Bandersnatch thing on Netflix where you could choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's the, you start off with the original cut and every time there's a change, you get to pick whether or not you keep <laughs> the change in your cut of Star Wars. That's amazing. So you can like edit out Darth Vader saying no as the Emperor is like electrocuting Luke. <laughs> you could change Han like shooting second and moving his head across to the side. You can just like, Use your remote and just just have like an editing and... mode before you watch it. You're like, yeah. right, so what, what, what stupid yeah. shit do you want to keep and what stupid shit do you want to take away? It's like, right, yeah. good Because some of the some of the improved uh, like green and blue screens, I think, yeah, definitely update. Yeah, those. like all the windows added to like Cloud City and yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's a good. That that's good. That's a good job, George Lucas. Putting a fucking rock in front of R two D two in the original <laughs> is not a good. Yeah. Is not a good shout. It's not. Um, it's not no. But something like that perfect that's that's what i want want to see added that sounds incredible do you know do you know what would be kind of like nice um i, I guess it would only really work if you're watching it on a, on a computer on a, or, a, or a laptop but you know how like when they remaster a game and they put out the trailer where they where they sort of splice a line down the middle of the screen and you can see <laughs> which one yeah. you can literally just go back and forth Strike between the each of the cuts uh, do you know yeah. what i need to one thing i need to do is um back at my house where I grew up, I have three VHS tapes of the original Star Wars trilogy that I acquired from a charity shop. And I am not entirely convinced that I've never been entirely convinced that they are legitimate copies of the films, right? Not necessarily that there's anything wrong with the tapes. It's just the um, the artwork on, on the VHS covers is a little bit odd on all of them, right? Mm-hmm. I need to acquire these tapes and acquire a VHS player because, and I could be wrong about this, this could be like one of that those pseudoscience sort of Mandela effect things happening to me, but I think I might have a version of the film where Han's head doesn't move. Oh, right oh, now, a bitch. I could be wrong. I, 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 I could be wrong and I need to verify it. But when, because I watched those tapes a lot as a kid and then when I gained access to the internet and everyone was like, oh, Greedo shot first, Han shot first, I actually didn't get the joke. I fully didn't get the joke, which makes me yep. think that I've seen a version of the film without that addition. I remember the thing. I remember the the actual original version. It just, it just everything just kind of goes up in a puff of smoke, doesn't it? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I remember the ones we had were the the very first time he edited them i think and i don't think the the head thing happens in that i think it's the one after that one right so see i think i, I might even sorry no go on joe no i was just gonna say i just, i think i remember because i'm sure i'm I, i'm like i remember watching it with the thing the head thing and no no we're not not the head thing and then seeing the head thing and being like you know what the fuck you know weird as fuck but yeah. like I don't know. Like I, I, can't I feel which like version it was added in. I feel like the ones that I've had also might not have had that weird scene. You know where they they put Jabber into a new home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember I watching like... Star Wars and not having that in. That's like a very recent. That's like one of the last few ones, I think. Yeah, it was like the early two oh, thousands, like after Phantom Menace. Wasn't that it? was two thousand four. That one, the two thousand four yeah. remaster. It was quite recent. One. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the 
DVD cut, maybe? Yeah, I think it's only ever actually been in two versions. It's been in, yeah, the 2004 one, just back out. Yeah, the DVD, I think, well, yeah, when they came out on DVD. And then it was in the Blu-ray ones as well, because there's only two versions of the CGI Jabba, I think. Unless they've done it again recently, I don't know. I mean, yeah, technically, sure. the, the Disney Plus one has been updated again, like the 4K version, because that, that's when McClunky got added. Yeah, yeah, oh, but, yeah. Because wasn't but, yeah. he doing that, though? Wasn't that what he was making before? Phantom as, Menace got re-released in 3D, and they were all going to get a 3D cut, and the, the McClunky is part of what was the working 3D A New Hope cut. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, right? So you just kind of got the... Very weird. Because I remember reading a thing ages ago about how the reason they've not really... Re- they can't re-release the the actual original cuts is because they didn't... They don't own the original cuts, but, like, they own... St- I don't understand how it works so legally, like... they didn't own the original cuts. They do now. So, oh, so okay. I don't know exactly how or where it happened because I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but um, when they bought the IP Star Wars, they bought everything that Lucasfilm currently owned, which was all the versions of Star Wars that Lucas had since recut. The original distribution rights to Star Wars remained with Fox. Oh, okay. But now now Disney owned Fox. So they could, if they had access to the footage, they could re-release it. And... This year is, what, 50 years of Lucasfilm? Yeah. I'm not saying that means original cuts confirmed, but I am saying that it's a good good excuse to do it. If you you were Fox, when when Fox sold Star Wars to Disney, yeah, you've just made a shit ton of money on that. But also, wouldn't you just try and make as much money as you could selling the original cuts? You'd think. Yeah. You would have done that, surely. People would gobble that up. I'm honestly surprised it's not. A thing, you know what I mean? Like people are so. It's one of those things in it. Like, were. I mean, it would have to be. They'd have to. It wouldn't be the original, as in like they've just taken it, taken the film and like the film, and then made digital, and then there you go. Yeah, I feel like they'd have to enhance it and make it 4K and stuff. And I think that I think, has sort of been done. I'm sure there's a way. You there's can, a thing, isn't there? Someone on Reddit. It's pro- probably Reddit. If it's someone else on a different website, sells. But this... they've, they've taken all of the original footage, digitized it, scaled it up to 4K, and then there are like several download links that you yeah, can thing download in. it for free in like Blu-ray condition. That's and then rad. instructions on how to burn it onto a Blu-ray, which is it's called insane. the um, Yeah, there's a guy, the one, there's a version of it. It's called, what's it called? It's got like a name. It's called, it's called the Despecialized Edition, I think. That's, it is, yeah. Yeah. And essentially, like what? Yeah, he's, like he's got a lot of the original footage. But what he's done is as well, he's kind of taken bits and pieces of all the other different versions and essentially used them to recreate the three original. Yeah, in the in the Blu-ray like quality kind of thing. Like I never actually watched him. No, I watched the first one, like in college, and it's pretty mad. You kind of don't know. Like, you know the main differences, you know what I mean? Like, you know all the little stupid stuff they added. But there's, like, other stuff in there that you just don't really... You didn't even know that he changed. And you're like, all right, fair enough. Just, yeah, like, right. Moss Eisley and stuff looks a bit barren, honestly. Yeah, because it, it takes <laughs> out all really the really creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. really not... It's like, it's you kind of... You notice the things that he added for no reason. But then you also notice the things that actually 
make it kind of better that he's added. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really weird. That's why I want to like, choose your own edit path on Disney Plus. Yeah. It it does it shock me though. They've not bothered to do it because I I think that this is different to. It's not the same as the whole like Snyder cut debacle. This is yeah. this is just like giving someone that extra option. You know, like like the way that when you go and pick up a Blu-ray of Blade Runner, there is always like three different versions of yeah, the film yeah. you can pick yeah. up. I think this would just be another a big and Lord of the Rings. You know, do you buy Lord of the Rings or do you buy the extended cut? Same thing. Like I think this would just be another way to sell Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. And I am so surprised, even just from a business perspective, that they've not bothered to do it. Um, yeah. Sticking with Star Wars slightly is the sad news that the new Lego Star Wars has been delayed indefinitely again. Um, oh, and it's it's one of these. So Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I was talking about this with one of our one of our mates who asked me, you know, are you excited for it? And you know, this might get a bit controversial because the Lego games are very beloved now because we grew up with them. You know, we had good times with them, but. I, not that long ago, was trying to play, I want to say it was like the Hobbit one or the Lord of the Rings one, mm. and I was very keenly aware that these games aren't made for me anymore. Yeah. It yeah. got boring mm. pretty quickly, and I'm really worried that a game that it's made for and marketed at kids, people are getting rabid for it because it keeps getting delayed, but they're all people our age. They're all people yeah. in the 20s who are going to play it, and the humor is going to be different because it's all spoken voice now still. Yeah, yeah. Still, and it's going to be, gonna like be kid really kid-friendly puzzles and they're all going to be disappointed and shit on it. And I hope that doesn't happen, but like... Didn't he this, think it? It's very... Yeah. Didn't he say that they're, they're locking into adding... I mean, I remember watching a thing with one of the developers. I don't know whether this is still something they're doing, but I remember seeing him say that they were looking into having a mode where you can switch off the voices essentially so you can have Ooh. it so they just make the noises like they used to and they're kind that of looking cool. into because the, the, a lot of people are asking him for it and the guy was just like yeah yeah we're looking into doing something like that he didn't say that that's what they were doing because i imagine it would become it you it would be a lot more work than it sounds like you can't you, yeah. know, you can't just turn off the voices because if you know they're making the, if they're making the noises you then gotta redo the whole comedy of it all you know what I mean it's got to be a all lot the of animation will be different as well because yeah you just they have to them, redo all the animation and just, yeah yeah and you gotta like do all it's it's it, like the comedy that would have maybe then been there by what they're saying is now gonna have to be like physical comedy yeah. So uh, it might be a lot bigger than, you know, it might be a bigger task than it seems, but it'd be kind of cool if that's the option, like switching yeah, between. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Like like one classic of the, mode or something. One of the charming things about the old Lego Star Wars, I think a lot about, it was in the second one, and it's this, it's the I am your father scene where Darth Vader pulls out the fo- the family photograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's nice when you have to, when you have to adapt that stuff for like silent, well, not silent, you know what I mean? Non-verbal yeah, yeah, yeah. jokes. Um, mm. I, I think it works well. The, 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 I mean, to be, f- to be fair to them, it does sound like a really like ambitious project. Like I don't know how much yeah. you guys have been tracking it, but the, they're talking about you can fly between all the planets and stuff. Like, I don't know how much of a menu replacement that just turns out to be, but like yeah. you fly between all the planets. They're redoing combat, so it's like kind of like a bit of a third-person shooter in some segments. And I don't have know how it's on the track, but um, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah, I didn't actually play it. Because, I never ended up playing it. Yeah, a lot of that. That's while it feels like totally different and unlike the original Star Wars games did. 
I kind of hope that the the new one isn't just that, because a lot of it was some of the new mechanics, like the third person shooting, is different and interesting. But I, whatever, I'm, it's not super exciting for me personally. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, the fact that it's taken such a while. Admittedly, there's a pandemic going on, but <laughs> a lot of the, the the other games where it just feels like they've just reskinned it and added in some new characters and, and animations feels like it wouldn't take too much just to quickly release a new version yeah, yeah. of something. So the fact that it's taking such a long time, pandemic aside, I think might be a good thing that they're not just gonna. I think so too. Rush it and put yeah. it out. My my hope really is that. Because I, I still think, obviously, it's a game that's going to be targeted at and should be targeted at its primary demographic, that being the you know mm. six to ten year olds of today. Yeah, yeah. But if they're using it to make a new groundwork for the Lego games, because at the end of the day, if you've played any Lego game, you've played all the Lego games. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. so ridiculously yeah. similar. And if they may be using Star Wars as the opportunity to lay the new groundwork for something fresh and a bit different, you know, I'd still mm. like to give it a go. So. Take your time on it. Hope no crunch is happening. Maybe it'll be good. Jumping over to, we've had lots of news coming out of Warner Brothers. So, the big one, Suicide Squad trailer came out. The Suicide Squad trailer came out. James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming we've seen it. What do we think? Yes. Looks, looks good. I like it. It looks better than the thing one, the last one did. Yeah. A lot better. Can they considerably better than... Like, right. I remember even watching the thingy, watching the trailer for the other one. I, I remember it, the day it, it coming out as well. And I, the big thing was like, oh, you know, Jared Leto's joke is in it. He says that shitty line at the end. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, I don't know the best. Um, but this actually looks all right, yeah. Looks good. I enjoy yeah. it. It's very James Gunn, doesn't it? It does yeah. look very James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the things that I that stood out to me is it it's a tra it looks like to me it's a trailer for a good movie. It's not a good trailer, if that makes sense. Like it is a good trailer, yeah, yeah. but like I'm thinking mm. about the Suic the the Ayer Suicide Squad Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. That was a great trailer. Yeah. That got us mm. all pumped. Ma the main reason yeah. the majority of people saw that movie was because of the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. But yeah. the movie underneath, I think we all perhaps should have seen the writing on the wall. Whereas this looks like it's got a lot more thought in it looks a lot more fun that it's i i said watching it it's the most immediately appealing thing dc have put out since maybe the lego batman movie like yeah and one of the big things that i appreciate is i think i think i was talking about this with you joe actually so james gunn seems to appreciate that comics are silly and should be silly right yeah. When Starro shows up in the Suicide Squad trailer and he's literally a giant blue starfish with a big eye in the middle, my guy gets it, right? Yeah. And I appreciate that. And compare and contrast that with like having just recently watched the Snyder Cut. This is the thing that I was talking about with you, Joe. In that universe, in that the Snyderverse, characters like Gorilla Grodd, they just can't exist. No. No, there's no way. It doesn't make any sense because he's too frightened of the Sith. That's one of the Flash's major villains. Like, that's essentially like his brainiac, you know? Yeah. Just can't exist. There can't be a super intelligent gorilla race that ha that exists in this in a secret city in this universe. Yeah. Not a chance. Uh, whereas now, this... I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Have fun it's with it. It's kind of thingy, isn't it? Like, 
they've kind of the flash that's in the Justice League. He's kind of been. It's really. Did I, I think to have like Gorilla God, Gorilla God, Jesus, um, to have him kind of like in a Flash film now. I feel like they'd have to restructure the whole of Flash. I mean, I'm not saying just use the one that the thing. They'd have to get like a whole new um, Flash, but they'd have to do something similar to what they've done with Suicide Squad, where they kind of just redo it again. But like, they'd have to frame it in an entirely different way. Because like yeah. even if the film and a film completely unrelated to Justice League, the ver- the Ezra Miller's version of Flash, I just can't see that version just stood alone, not even included in the Justice League world. <laughs> that version that's been created, just he can't fight. I just he, I can't see him fighting a giant monkey. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> like, and even saying that, I can't even imagine like fucking the one from the CW fighting. A giant bloody gorilla, and he, he did has. That. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what I mean. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think Flash. He's. I think I don't know. They'd have to like approach like this. I think to have stuff like that and for it to work, they'd have the whole film would have to be like, oh look how kind of silly this whole Flash thing is, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and yeah, I just I don't think. You know, I could see if, like, they made James Gunn's Suicide Squad universe, like, its own kind of thing. I could see it existed in that. Just give it, like, a different thingy. Like, I imagine the Batman in that is the Batman that you get kind of, like, in the Justice League, like, TV show and stuff. Like, I imagine the the Batman in the James Gunn universe is kind of like, you know, he's really dark and broody or whatever. But, like, all his mates don't really take him seriously, you know what I mean? Like, all the criminals are scared of him, but then yeah, yeah. he's being all, like, dark and broody. In the co- he's basically just the Lego Batman movie version of Batman. You know, he's really like, I'm really dark and broody. And then he's like, ah, oh, Batman, you sly dog, you know. Just, <laughs> I, that's kind of, like, what I imagine. And that's, I kind of want that universe, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm kind of bored of the old, you know, like, the kind of the dark and the gro- you know, the, oh you know angsty yeah. teen version of all the heroes was you know it was cool in 2013 when I wasn't angsty teen but I'm over it now you know what I mean I want proper just stupid shit like fully fully um, Warner Brothers is saying they are trying to uh, pull things together and they essentially asked fans for patience recently uh, which is telling about what the fans are like um uh, but we are slowly starting to see what that like um uh sort of uh, consolidation and pouring together is, is is going to look like so um they have cancelled two projects which is a bit sad so one of them is ava duvernay and tom king's new gods movie which to be fair the dc universe is not ready for a new gods thing the movie stuff no you know that's that's deep jack kirby sci-fi stuff like it sounds like it would have been great and tom king's a fantastic writer as well but i i think it probably wouldn't have gelled well and i don't know anything about this but james wan was working on an aquaman spin-off called the trench yeah wait what yeah it's gonna be so the whole thing with the trench it's in aquaman it's like the really deep part of the ocean world like monsters and shit live uh, I don't think it would. I remember them announcing that they would do it, that he was doing a spin-off, and I was of it, and I was like, uh, I, I, like, when they said they cancelled it, I didn't feel any. You know, what I mean, I wasn't sad, but I wasn't happy. I was just kind of like, 
I probably wouldn't have watched it anyway. Mm. And I feel like I'd have not met a single person who first even... Well, if they actually knew about it to begin with, which most people didn't even know that it was happening, and if they did, they were kind of like the same. They were like, all right, I'm not that bothered. You know, it's probably... It, it, it would have been a throwaway movie is my point unless it was like amazing but you know I don't Sounds think it would have been like they're learning to take their time with stuff yeah, yeah. so that, that brings us on to the very last thing of uh, evidence of them trying to pull things together is the announcement I don't think uh, you know I don't think any character is going to say this in the movie but this is the announcement that the Batman is going to take place on Earth 2 so oh. I don't yeah. think there's going to be a designation in the film. I don't think they're going to say this is when it's set. But I, what I do imagine is, from an internal standpoint, they're going to just classify things as like multiversal, perhaps as a way to, to say to creative teams, please, for now, do your own thing. Because yeah. like Joker really worked, right? Like, I, it's not my thing. It's not what I would have done with a character, but it resonated it got nominated for awards. It won awards. Like from a commercial and critical standpoint, yeah. that movie worked and it was totally isolated from everything else. I think they have perhaps learned after 10 years of trying not to do this, to just do what the MCU did and do yeah. completely separate movies to begin with and then bring them together later when you've got fans of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, like James Gunn's Suicide Squad I imagine, he, you know, because they gave him creative control, I imagine he's kept exactly what he wanted. You know, uh, Jai Courtney, Margot Robbie, I can't remember who plays Rick Flagg or Amanda Waller. <laughs> he's uh, kept Viola them. Davis. Viola plays Amanda Davis. Waller. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what the guy called, he plays Rick Flagg though. He's the guy from like a bunch of other stuff. Suicide Squad. <laughs> he's also in altered carbon as well well the first season of oh it. yeah he is he's oh, he's God. obviously james has kept that stuff but i don't imagine it was a case of like i'm working within the aoverse or the snyderverse or whatever i think he's just kept what he thought worked i actually know, added yeah. googled stuff. it the other day like the other week when the trailer came out and essentially i think someone asked james gunn what you know where is it says it like a sequel is it not and then I can't remember exactly what he said, but I remember the essence of what he said was, it's a movie, don't think about it too much. It's just yeah, a yeah, separate, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's, you know, it's not a sequel, it's not not a sequel, it's just a Suicide Squad movie, you know. You get the concept, for, you've, you already know what the concept is because of the first movie. They'll probably retouch on it in the second movie briefly. You know, we've, we've seen the bit where he plants the things in the heads and stuff yeah. and she recruits him in the prison, in the trailer. Mm. Um, it's not going to be really, hopefully that scene won't be really just boring like the first one was where, you know, one's in a fucking shark tank or whatever, like fucking sewer and the other one's, I don't know, in some cage and he's like, oh, I'm really angry, I'm on fire or whatever. <laughs> and then there's that really weird bit where Harley Quinn puts a clothes on all the people are like, like yeah. great, good stuff. Can't believe I paid to watch this kind of situation. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I, I think James Gunn's statement there makes total sense, and I think the same thing's going to happen. Like if if Robert Pattinson's Batman gels well with people, and the Suicide Squad gels well with people, and Black Adam gels well with people, maybe they later announce, "Well, look, 
Dwayne Johnson's hanging out with Robert Patterson and everyone goes, whoa, that's weird, but cool. But yeah. for now, let's not worry about it and let's just try and make some yeah. good films. It, baffling that it took them that long to figure that out, but yeah, we're figuring it out. Uh, yeah. So moving on to like the uh, what have we been watching sort of segment. So it's not strictly what we've been watching. So I'm gonna we're gonna go in a circle and, and, and shout out some stuff. Um, but I'm gonna kick us off just because we were briefly talking about what my point was gonna be later. I have been replaying the Arkham games. Um, mate of ours was started streaming them, and I was like, I was watching him play Asylum, and I was like fuck man this game's really good like i knew that i've played it twice already but yeah. like you forget how good arkham asylum is you know it all gels into this thing afterwards but yeah, yeah. it's so tightly designed so i took advantage of a, of a little deal on playstation 16 quid for all three bung them straight on um and i've i recently finished arkham city and i've just started up arkham knight and arkham knight was the one that i never finished when it originally came out because it's not as good that the, the that's last the one, one I've only played. Like, it's the most recent one. So the thing with the Arkham Knight is <laughs> it's not anywhere near as bad as I remember it being. And it's not anywhere near as no, bad no. as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's it's As far as gameplay goes, it's probably the strongest, actually. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, I feel like a lot of new stuff. That's really good. That's really like, cool. It's not the levels aren't as well designed as Asylum, but the combat feels better than ever like the ways batman can use gadgets for stealth and changing up scenarios is really good the batmobile sucks it's fucking weird yeah. but like everything else it's is not, pretty tight it's not it's not the batmobile is it it's, it's the, that's the tank thing it's the tank like, thing yeah, yeah. See, and right and stuff and this is this is the point i'm going for right so the biggest problem with arkham knight is is it's it's drastic dip in storytelling so spoilers for a six-year-old game also spoilers for your life you don't care um the Arkham Knight is Jason Todd, right? I mean, which it was doesn't a really dumb hide twist. It, it? No, <laughs> it was a dumb twist it's very, when it happened. It's a very, um, it's not really subtle. It kind of just gives you the flashback straight away, and it's very like how how did they reveal that? Did they have him like go and pick up like a bag, and they said, "Oh, you should use your your legal name." Uh, in uh, case Jason, you didn't know uh, yeah goes to buy some alcohol he's like can I have some ID slow <laughs> motion as it reveals his name this is J- Jason Todd and then in brackets Robin question well, mark close bracket you know what they do do is they he takes his mask off and he's got a J like on his face he's actually got like the Joker does in the Suicide Squad he's got a J <laughs> just under his eye I'm not fucking joking See, oh, okay. the, the worst part about it for me is that I remember us proper theorizing before it came out, like, who's he going to be? Who's he going to be? And we were like, oh, man, imagine if it's just like Jason Todd or something boring like that. And then as soon as I started playing it, the way they give it away, they give it away so early in the game is they all of a sudden you just start getting like Batman just starts having flashbacks to the what to the to a time when um, the Joker killed a Robin. As soon as I saw that flashback, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's going to be Jason Todd, isn't it? It is, and he's going to become the Red Hood. And then straight, yeah, fuck it, it happened. As soon as I saw Jason Todd tied in that chair, I was like, right, well, there you go. I know what the, game, the end of the game is. Good stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, it just annoys me. The worst, the worst thing about it is, is so the, the, the framing device of the game is that Scarecrow intimidates everyone into evacuating Gotham. He's like, I'm going to spread fear gas all over Gotham in three days everyone get out because he's got like a bigger plan the thing is the the Batman um, 
rogues gallery is so good it's one of the strongest rogues gallery in all of comics yeah and scarecrow like all of them get eclipsed by the joker because everyone who, who writes batman wants to write the joker at some point and they need to stop scarecrow i think is one of the best yeah, i really I love the scarecrow scarecrow was like my favorite when i was like i like the joker obviously but like the joker's one of those ones where everyone just likes the joker so like you know when you cool say like, like yeah, yeah kind of like when when someone says to you like, who's your favorite batman villain I kind of just put the Joker out of my mind, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. kind of like, everyone likes the Joker. You're basically asking me who other than the Joker is my favorite, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of the time I would say Scarecrow or like the Riddler or something. I really like Two-Face as well, actually. And it's sad for me to see Scarecrow play second fiddle to Jason fucking Todd, right? Yeah. And I was like, the, the storytelling is, is a mess and... and, and and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So I, I took a look. And so the first two games are written by Paul Dini, who wrote the Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's a man in the world that better understands Batman. Like, no. there's a moment in Asylum. There's loads of moments all over those two games. But there's one that really stands out to me as like an, an excellent example of how to write Batman. Where Harley Quinn drops a elevator on him. And uh, he dodges out the way. And he, he contacts Oracle and he says, oh, Quint tried to drop an elevator on me. And she goes, did it work? And he goes, what do you think? And I love that so much because not only the writing, but the performance informs me that this is a man who has elevators dropped on him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he just finds it funny at this point. His world is so twisted and mad and he's got to deal with these these weirdos all the time that this is a standard occurrence to the point that he's joking about it yeah. whereas batman in arkham knight and by proxy batman in almost all modern media isn't allowed to joke about anything no it's so dire See, that's, sad all the time that's why i love the thing the animated series is the best adaptation of batman comics of all the media like it is just yeah, the, the the stories are so good. The look of it is just perfect. The music's amazing. Like I, in my mind, these games are just like a continuation. They're set in the answer animated series yeah. because it's got most of the same voice actors. You know, it's the same style. And granted, you know they got rid of like the the red sky and stuff that they have in the anime, but that doesn't really translate well. But they kept all like the huge like Gotham especially in Arkham City you know Gotham is like beyond the walls like it's fucking huge it's yeah. massive it's so like menacing like looming down and just everything it just, it's just that's what makes the Arkham games so good is it literally is just a continuation of the fucking animated series but as a game um, and like yeah I just I, I like them and then the third and then the, the th and then obviously Arkham Knight it's is, these, is it written by someone else? Oh, right. So this is this is this is the thing is is what it's revealing to me potentially is what I think is the larger problem with Batman and potentially a lot of a lot of current DC media. So I looked at the writers and there's three writers and one consultant. Um, the three writers are just in-house staff at Rocksteady. I won't hold anything against them. You know, it's it's whatever. It's just their job to write video game stories. Video game stories are usually wank anyway. The consultant who came up with a lot of the plot stuff was chief shit wanker himself, Jeff Johns. Oh, no. <laughs> What's and, he done? Well, Jeff Johns is uh, DC and Warner's Kevin Feige. Uh, and, oh. and recently, he's allegedly 
been really rough with uh, people like Ray Fisher, women in general who work at DC. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. He, he's the chief editor. He writes just the worst stories. Like he didn't used to. Something yeah, went wrong. I was going to say, like, his comics, like, when he was just writing comics and stuff, like, they were all right. Some of his, didn't he write, didn't he write, like, Flashpoint and stuff? Yep. Yeah, Pretty he sure. Wrote Flashpoint, and he, I can't even wrote another one that I'm Did he write Blackest Night? I think he did, yeah. See, these, these are huge things. Just, you just, yeah, I don't know. You just stayed more, out, went down the wrong path. More recent. What happened? More recent like comics of his include the Doomsday Clock, which was the DC Watchmen crossover, which was oh, okay. beyond awful, like yeah. beyond awful to the point that I couldn't even start breaking it down without making this like a three hour podcast off the bat. Um, it, it's it's and to me, since he's in in control of everything DC overseas, I can't help but think that like the reason that we're getting a bland characterless Batman who drives a fucking tank is because that's what he thinks Batman should be. And I just yeah. couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree yeah. more. I get kind of like the feeling that like, and I kind of get this feeling from like Zack Schneider as well, that when they think Batman, they think like, instead of it being like, oh, you know, he's Batmobile, it's, you know, what he had in the comics, it's iconic, you know, he has it for this reason. It's like, oh, but you could even, you could have a fucking tank, it would look so cool. Imagine him shooting out the fucking tank, he's like shooting guns. That's why I imagine the type of like people that they are when they come to fucking thingy. Right. Like I get, you know, it's, Zack Schneider can kind of get away with it because he's a director, you know what I mean? He's, he's, his whole medium is about making a visual film, you know? So, I can understand him being like that. But Jeff he writes comics for a living. He doesn't yeah. he's not the artist. He's literally uh his whole job is about understanding the characters. And he's like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if he had a tank? No, no, it wouldn't be cool if he had a tank. Wouldn't it be cool if he had metal bloody suit instead of that? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, right. I don't want it. I, I, I don't want like starting with loads of pads all over him. It looks shit. Starting a Markham Asylum and he had that he has the costume on and it's like the fucking one from the 80s movies where he looks like yeah. he can't even move his head in fact I don't think he does move his head no, in the game I don't think he does he just moves his whole body <laughs> yeah. like, that's it, what it, it works it's Batman oh, yeah so yeah I've been playing those games it's been a trip but I also think that coming to the end I think it's a larger indicative of a larger problem DC have been encountering uh, so going around Jacob anything you have been watching playing reading anything you want to discuss um, playing uh, did a bit of Battlefront 2 earlier on this week that game oh, rockiest of starts but it's, it's fun playing with, with a couple, couple of mates it's good it's good stuff although that supremacy mode takes ages but that's the one that can go back and forth a lot can't it ground sky battles yeah, yeah so yeah you start off just capturing command posts just the classic the classic Battlefront stuff um and then once you've had a certain number for long enough, you'll jump on a ship, fly up to a capital ship and have to go and destroy stuff. And if you lose, you go back down to the ground. It takes ages, but it's great fun. Um, yeah, that that's still that's still a good fun game. Watching what, what I've been watching. Oh, we've been doing a bit of a rewatch of Parks and Rec. Oh nice. Good show. It's a good show. Love that. I've seen it before, but watch it again. It's it's fantastic. Um what else to me, it's like watching? Parks and Rec is like it's like the pleasant office, you know. It's like it's like they went, what if what if we did this show exactly, but 
everyone's weird, but they're not fucking terrible people. You know that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're not the worst people you've ever met. And and bizarrely, it works. And I have to kind of credit them for that because part of the appeal of The Office is that you just get in this loophole v- viewpoint into the worst people imaginable. And so it, I, I'm impressed that they've managed to keep it working in, in Parks and Rec, which tonally is so different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good fun. Um, I'm sure I've watched some films recently. Train to Busan. That's that's a good film. It's good. It is a good film. It's a good film. Korean zombie film. Um, it's good. What else has I been watching? Um, a couple of films I got recommended. I heard on a podcast were good. One called Moxie. Speaking of Amy Poehler, that's I on Netflix. saw the trailer for that. Yeah, that's I've, that, that's quite I've, a good watch. I've seen probably about. I wasn't. I watched. I wasn't watching it, but I was in the room when someone was watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I wasn't. Didn't have my full attention, but it's one of those things where like, you're not. You don't start watching it, but then you kind of casually just kind of zone into it. Yeah. And yeah. then next thing you know, you've watched the whole film. Yeah, it's, it's all weird, right. Because yeah. Amy Poehler. Because have you seen that other movie she made? Um, Wine Country. No, but I've, I've, that no. title rings a bell. Of, it, it's all right. Good. It's 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 not incredible, but it, it's all right. Uh, but she's a she's a good director, honestly, Amy Poehler. Um, so it's about like uh, these these girls that used to work at like a pizza parlor together, and they have like a like a but the, but they're all like in the forties and fifties now, and they all get have like a reunion and go on like a like a coach trip together, and it's just what they get up to on the way. It's just it's it's well written. It's nice. It's funny. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It's nothing spectacular but it's enjoyable and moxie to me it looked a little bit like that but i i read a take on moxie which i thought was interesting which was that they didn't really know who it was for because the actual target demographic like our generation gen z um that that moxie seems to be aiming at already knows about a lot of the issues that it brings up in the first place pretty intimately so it doesn't really work as like a psa piece for them and it would probably be unappealing to anyone who's older. Now, I don't know if that's true. That's just the take that I read. I don't know if you could comment on that at all. I mean, that, that's fair enough. Um, it was, it wasn't like a groundbreaking. This look at this atrocious, these atrocious things that happen in a high school all the time, because as we said, we all kind of already know about what happened. Yeah, um, yeah. And all the bad things that go on, but it's the fact that it's just keeping it in the spotlight, keeping it relevant. Is this yeah, issue that's kind of that's hasn't fair. just gone away because we've uh, exposed it? It's still ongoing, and something still needs to yeah, be done. Yeah. It's so, like, um, have either of you seen Eighth Grade, Bo Burnham's movie? No, no. Oh, it's I good, you know. To. It's really good. That that's come on Netflix recently, and I won't spoil anything because I, I I think you should both watch it. But there's there's some it, it kind of lures you into a false sense of like it's going to be a fun time you know coming of age movie and then God, some of the scenes are so dark and so uncomfortable and like really really uncomfortable like they're properly properly pushing you and it's oh, it's, it's so worth a watch it's so worth it. i won't say any more than that because it's really worth it okay speaking of bo burnham um also watched promising young woman which got nominated for awards. That and looks stuff. stunning. I've, I've not seen yeah, that. Yeah, I've not watched it yet. I'm going to watch recommend it soon. that. Yeah, if if you have it, yeah. a a VPN or you have another way of <laughs> watching movies, it's on Sky. I think I can watch it on Sky. Is it? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't yeah. when I tried to watch it, but oh, I definitely recommend checking it out because I'm sure he's it is. also I in think that. it is. 
Yeah, because promising young woman does that thing where, and I think this is really smart because obviously it's it's about discussing like assault and predators and all this stuff, but it, it it twists it all on its head. Of it doesn't do the traditional guy luring down a back alley kind of predator. It yeah. specifically casts all these charming men from like comedy. Yeah, you know, it which does. I think was a yeah. really really interesting technique and way of discussing it. Yeah, it looks that movie looks great. But yeah, would recommend that as well. Um, reading wise, I don't I don't read. <laughs> what am I a nerd? So, yeah, I don't read, so I'm not not read anything. It's that's pretty much. It's fair. Pretty much my time. Yeah, there you go. That's fair. What about you, Joe? Anything you want to shout out? Uh, I mean, I've just been kind of like rewatching stuff. Like, um, I watched. I might have said it the other week. I think. I mean, I said the other week. I said I watched uh, Start to Sleep. Didn't I said that? But like. I watched like Ad Astra again. I don't know if any of you have seen Ad Astra, the one with Brad Pitt, the space one. It's no. good. I enjoy it. It's pretty. It's it's nothing like new or anything. Like it doesn't bring anything new. It just kind of takes things. So essentially, it's just like it. It's kind of like Apocalypse Now in space with you know kind of realism that's in like two thousand one and stuff. You know, like using sure. real brands, but like. Like in 2001, he goes to a Hilton. That's the space station. In this, when he flies to the moon, he uses Virgin Atlantic. But it's not Virgin Atlantic. It's like Virgin Galactic or whatever. Whatever the the space one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. He uses stuff like that. It's good. It's good. Brad Pitt's in it. And he's like, it looks really good. Like the cinematography is really good. And the set down is really good. But yeah, like I said, it's nothing like that. The story is nothing special. Well, it's not not terrible. Yeah. and then just watching like a bunch of other stuff I haven't seen for ages. They announced the other day, or was it yesterday or today, that um, Thingy starts filming in July, um, The Last of Us TV show. Oh, shit. Starts oh, yeah. filming in Canada. Um, so I've, I started watching Thingy yesterday. I never actually finished watching the guy who's writing... Sh- um, well, I mean, the guy who's writing The Last of Us is the guy who wrote the game, but also is the other guy is the guy who wrote Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I never Shit, I'd never watched Chernobyl, that. you know. I only got like three episodes in, which granted there's only five episodes, but I've started watching that again yesterday and I've only got like one episode left and it's good. It is really good. That first episode is like really good as well. Um, so I would, I mean, I know it's like two years old now, but you know, I'd recommend <laughs> that. I was the exact um, same when I was first watching it. I only got three episodes in, even though I was over halfway and I just... Yeah, yeah, stopped. But that first episode is is immense. So yeah, yeah, that's something else that's on on my list of. I'm interested to see you know with the Last of Us because my big thing for a long time since they announced that TV show is how is it going to possibly make itself stand out in amongst other zombie media? Because because to be honest with you, the Last of Us works so well because zombie zombie video games media is usually one particular way you know it's it's comedy it's zany it's over the top it's cod zombies it's it's sniper elite nazi zombies it's it's red dead undead nightmare so to take a grounded more human story and have the zombie element the post-apocalyptic element is what made the last of us stand out in video games but that's all zombie media is in tv and film yeah i don't know that it's really gonna i think yeah it's got it, it's it's got a lot more work to do than it does than the game did. I mean, obviously the game, the app thingy, but 
story-wise as well. And because this is the whole thing, right? When in the game, if say there was a bit where they didn't know what to do, you know, they didn't, they just had, they wanted to pad it out a bit. Add just a bit where you got to run, you got to fight some dudes, or yeah. you got to you know run away from some clickers or something. That's not something they can do in this. Now, granted, it might actually be a good thing. You know, they might be seen. They might it might be quite easy to adapt because they can just cut out things like that and just have the story. But at the same time, there are bits in the story. It's about the bit that they're gonna that they've they've gonna have to have like proper figured out is adapting the gameplay. And trying to make it fun to watch rather than fun to play as well. Because yeah. a lot of that game, the fun bits, the scary parts of that game, um, I wouldn't say, I mean, people find them scary. I don't really get scared by games anyway, but the bits which, you know, would be the like, the tense bits are the bits where you're like, you know, hiding from the clickers, you know, it's pitch black, but you can hear them clicking in the dark and stuff, which, you know, it might not be that hard to adapt, but to do it in an interesting way I feel like if they just take it boring like oh yeah it's dark you can hear clickings in the dark it works it's kind of boring though because that's what every horror film does you know as long as they don't try and force the video game mechanics down your throat like oh Oh, yeah there's this uh, flooded bit of uh, underpass here let me go and find you a pallet and then I'll drag it over and you can jump on the pallet as long as it's just more you imagine if a weapon wheel showed up on TV? <laughs> oh, no, it turns out the whole thing's just been like, sort of been playing the game, has been game capturing it the whole time, just oh, screen, no. screen recording it. <laughs> See, things like, things like the pallet, yeah, I like told, there's bits in that game like where they do the pallet thing. Like there's a bit where you go, you're, you, it's just when you get to the dam and you got to go get the pallet and you got to pull the things at the same time. Don't, you don't need none of that shit. The only time, the only pallet place that i would ever say i say they use it at least once and they use it to have like a moment you know between the characters or something but they do, yeah. it's not just let's push the pallet so you can get across they've got to use it they've got to yeah. like make it like a like a bit that maybe a conversation that maybe they had in the game like earlier on in like a corridor or something they have on the pallet instead but don't yeah. keep using the pallet the pallet's got to be like <laughs> no thing it's like right well you know what we need to do here pallet time <laughs> thing like, is because doing, doing shows like, like this like, like in the last of us when i got bored i would just take a brick out and throw it at someone yeah you know? i would just i i i, I had that option to, to put a brick in my hand and throw it at any random npc and they would never react so i could keep throwing at them until you know i was interested again but with tv i mean i, I suppose i could throw a brick at someone but i'd get arrested so my only other option is to turn it off. So they really, yeah, they, they do have to make yeah. sure everything's, it's 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 all killer, no filler, really. I mm. think they better not, I think one thing they need to do is, I don't actually know how many episodes it is. Have they said how many episodes it's going to be? Is it like, I don't think so. It's HBO in it, so I don't even know how many, six or eight or something. Probably like are, 10 maximum. Yeah, how, how many episodes does HBO normally do? It varies a lot, honestly. I mean... It, I think if it's eight, then that would split it up quite nicely. You know what I mean? There's mm. four sections of the game, the different seasons. Every two episodes could be the different seasons. Like, I think if they... I I feel like if the first season is not going to be the entire first game, 
I don't know how... I can't decide whether or not that's good or not. You know what I mean? Like, do you think the, the first... Because there's a lot to fit in there, but also at the same time, you've got a TV show to do it with. It's not like it's a film. Exactly. So... You, you can... You can, you can you can condense all the all the important stuff and keep only that. But again, I I I, I worry that there's very little to distinguish it from other yeah. zombie media. I, I I hope it's a good show, but I, I honestly yeah, I think I very little faith. They stick to the story, and then is the they've already said they're adding like a bunch of new stuff anyway to it that wasn't in the game to, to help fill it out. But to me, the fact that they need to add that makes me think that the story of the game didn't fill the whole show yeah. at one time so yeah, right. either that or they've realised stuff doesn't work for the TV show that did for the game like they're the only two things I think yeah I think it's yeah exactly Palette's more than once uh, thingy in constantly getting his bag down and wrapping stuff around his arm and <laughs> shit like that doesn't work <laughs> in the game um, I don't, you know, I don't need to see Pedro Pascal doing that constantly. You know? Right, <laughs> all the time. time exact like, same motion every single time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I kind of think, you though, I kind of, if he doesn't throw a brick at least once in the TV show, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I want um, him to, like, pick a brick up and be like, and then just, but then, like, I don't know, I think... Yeah, it, it could be good. But yeah, the whole point was they started filming that. And I was like, mm, the guy the guy who wrote Chernobyl is writing that. So I was like, I'll watch Chernobyl. Even though he wrote a bunch of other stuff that wasn't good. But he wrote Chernobyl, <laughs> so that's good. So it's okay. Well, it's honestly, I'm I'm now in the mindset that anyone can improve. Like, I remember when yeah, yeah. Damon, Damon, Damon Lindelof was announced to be the guy who was writing the Watchmen show and I was like oh great the guy who ruined Lost yeah brilliant bring him on it's fine it's a good show yeah yeah. yes yeah <laughs> anyone can be redeemed nowadays exactly I'll do, I don't know I'll do like a cheesy terrible se- uh, like segue like um, who knows maybe if they make The Last of Us a good show it can win awards speaking of <laughs> oh, yeah that was, that was cheesy nice our um our last segment we wanted to discuss it's award season right now and instead of just breaking down our list of like nominees or whatever or 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 uh, award ceremonies that have been and gone or speculating about ones that are going to come up i want to talk more broadly for not just the film industry but for entertainment in general how important do we think awards are now because i've been thinking about this and my perspective is weird because the cynical part of me says not very. They're not for us. They're for studios. They're for marketing. But as a creative, as someone who wants to work in film and TV myself, I do kind of want a BAFTA, you know? Yeah, that's, what, that's kind of what I'm like. I'm not bothered about the Academy. I would quite like a BAFTA. <laughs> want one of those yes. golden faces, man. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to know whether if you put it up to your own face, whether you can actually look through the, the eye holes <laughs> and like wear it as a mask. Like if I won one, the only and like, you want one. Yeah, no, that's for me. If I won one of the, I'll do that bit with the all like pose with it. Just yeah. me holding it with a mask. Just do it like, hey. You probably just buy one of those, you know, just buy probably, like, but a knockoff. It's not the same to, then, you know. Oh, yeah. Rather right. put it off like, until we do win like, the BAFTA. Like, like, do you reckon it's heavy? 
Like, I can't imagine it's just made of plastic, but I also don't believe it's actually made of gold, so... No, like, it's well, no way it's made of gold. No, <laughs> no way is it gold. Like, is it just thingy, though? Like, do you reckon it's made of actual, like, heavy it might metal? Be like brass or something. Yeah, oh, I imagine man. they're quite heavy. Although they... Wasn't the one year where they were blue? Like, kind of like glass, almost. Maybe? I'm sure, no, I'm I sure don't EE, like, did one of the BAFTAs one year, and they were, they were blue oh, or something. Oh, God, no, I do remember oh, that. Man. Yeah. Imagine, Imagine winning that, that year, you'd be like, so disappointed. Yeah, that's what I mean, like, oh. yeah. That's the only one. It's like, here's my BAFTA. It's like, are you sure? It kind of looks a bit like a knockoff. <laughs> it's like, no, it was, I promise. It was just EE. <laughs> oh, but, I mean, speaking of that, though, actually, that's just reminded me, because so the video game BAFTAs have just been and gone. And um, I didn't watch the ceremony, but I've seen I've seen the winners. And one of the things that was really weird, because, because this, and this is the cynical part of me kicking back in, right? There was two best game awards at the BAFTAs. There was the best game presented by the BAFTAs and there was Game of the Year presented by EE. Like, essentially that's the same award, surely. So the best game chosen by the BAFTAs was Hades, which was the game that should have won the VGAs. And this is the thing, because I have to fucking say statements like that, that means I care. (laughs) That means I care for some stupid reason. Um, Hades won best game, but The Last of Us Part 2 won the one done by EE. Which, again, just makes me think, well, it's just so that they can slap the company Game of the Year award on the box of The Last of Us Part 2 re-zombieing edition for PS5. Like, it's just a marketing label. But, by that proxy, are you influenced to, like, buy something or watch something or listen to something because it's won an award? I mean, Um, not because it's won an award. Like, for me... I'm kind of like, like I'll want to watch something anyway, but like there'll be a case of like, I won't know about films and then, oh man, I will know about it, but then I won't like think to watch something like, unless, I don't know, they get nominated. It's not like what they've won. It's more like them being nominated for me. If they've been yeah. nominated, then I'll watch them. Cause then I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I've seen the, the films that have been nominated. Fair enough. But me, I'm not. It's more the, the awards for me are more important when something I watch and enjoyed and like when that gets nominated. I'm like, oh yeah, that okay. I want that thing to win now. Um, a bit of vindication, yeah. Yeah, it's although it's it's mostly uh, the only reason like, examples I can think of are like the Mandalorian getting nominated for like special effects Emmys or I'm pretty sure it got a writing Emmy actually. Yeah. Or nominated for one anyway. Or like Endgame and Infinity War getting nominated for special effects. They aren't really the, the big awards that people were like gunning after, but I'd quite like to see a film that I like win an, an award rather than an award determining whether or not I watch something. Having said yeah. that, I do want to watch Borat 2 because it won awards. Was it Borat? <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Borat, yeah. Subsequent movie good. film. Yeah. yeah. That, that has won awards, I'm pretty sure. And so for that reason now, I'm like, I'm ha- what? Okay, I've got to see this now. But only because it's kind of surprising. This is fair. I, I, like, your perspective, Joe, I, I find interesting because when I read the Oscar noms, I did kind of use that as, like, um, a list of things I should check out. Because I'm, I, honestly, yeah, yeah. I'm not the most connected to movie releases. Like, if it isn't part of, the, like, the big franchises, a lot of them do pass me by, I'm ashamed to admit. Um, like some of them um, I'm kind of 50 it kind of depends like sometimes I'll thingy but then there'll be other times yeah where it doesn't 
like it'll yeah, just completely pass me by and it won't be until something's like nominated or whatever yeah. that is I, quiet. I only see honestly this is bad but I only see a lot of um, more interesting creative films because they happen to have had a director attached that maybe has worked in the big franchises like yeah. last not well not last year the year before was it the year before Jesus you're gonna know what I mean it's fine when Jojo yeah. Rabbit came out yeah. I saw that in the cinema. I loved it. It's a brilliant movie. Would recommend it to anyone. Uh, I only saw that because I like Taika Waititi and I only like Taika Waititi because he did Thor Ragnarok. You know? Yeah. Like, I saw a trailer for What We Do in the Shadows the year it came out, but I did not watch it the year it came out. I watched it because I liked Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Now, the pr- I am, like, genuinely somewhat, like, ashamed to admit that, right? But the perhaps... A different discussion to be had about the the benefit of bringing in creative directors to big franchises and then you know expanding their audience out from there yeah but like promising young woman for example i think is a movie i wouldn't have heard about at all if it wasn't for its academy nomination and it was the same for parasite last year yeah i actually think it's a benefit to that i don't think i would have heard of parasite well this this is like the thing about what the the award should be really isn't it rather than yeah it should be bringing more, I'd say good, but like not niche. What's the word? Like hidden gems, I guess. Yeah. Things yeah. that just aren't out of the like woodwork. as available. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause like, it's really, we kind of mentioned it a bit when we talked about it last, let's talk about it last week. Like a lot of stuff, a lot of the Oscar nominations for this year, like we can't actually watch here in the UK. Like you can yeah. some of them, but that's kind of the problem with it. Like in America, it's probably probably got it on like Hulu or some shit. But like over here, you gotta like go to like a bunch of different things. Like Mank is on Netflix, and then um, if that promising young woman is actually on Sky, that's on Sky. Um, what's the others? I can't remember some of the others. Thingy's not out even out yet. That Nomad. No, is it Nomad? Is it, yeah, it is Nomad. That was called, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not even out over here yet. I think I read that they'd bring it to Disney Plus, maybe. I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's like, there's probably more, but um, just, yeah, you can't like actually get them like over here like straight away. So I think it's sh- the, the, them being nominated kind of, you need to like distribute them more, you know what I mean? Like make them more thingy, like, because it, it's kind of annoying we were saying like you know we hear about them through the nominations and then I'm like right I want to watch that can't watch it I have to do it on I have to, if I want to watch it so desperately I'll have to find it online somewhere which kind of defeats the point of like you know cinema based stuff I don't know I just it's weird it's a weird thingy like the thing for like rewards for me is I actually had to Google what the nominations were last year because uh, to make sure I was getting it right. But you like you mentioned Parasite and stuff. The thing that I like the oh, like Academy Awards for and like the Oscars and stuff is I like watching similar to what you said, Jacob. Were I like watching something and then it be nominated? Like oh yeah, it's so good. I'm I'm glad that it's been nominated. I kind of also like watching something. So for example, last year. Joker. I watched Joker. I really liked Joker in the cinema. I watched it twice in the cinema. And then he got nominated for an Oscar. I was like, oh, yeah, man, it deserves to win. By that point, I hadn't seen any of the stuff. Um, yeah. Actually, let me double check what's the other stuff. 
yeah, so, but yeah, by that point, I hadn't seen any of those. Oh no, I'd seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. Um, and I was like, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's good, but Joker's better, you know, kind of thing. I've watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a few times now, and I actually like it a lot more than I did. Um, but then that was kind of like the thing of it. Like, I'd watched Joker's, like, right, Joker's better win. And then I watched, I went to watch 1917 in the cinema. I was like, oh man, no, that needs to win. That is so much better. <laughs> it's like, it's so good and it's so thingy. And then I watched, um, and then the actual Oscars happened and then Parasite won. And I was like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe. I, I wish like one of the others won, but da da da. But then I actually watched Parasite and I was like, oh man. Yeah, man, I understand. Get, I get by that one. Kind of, you know, <laughs> that's the bit of it that I like is like watching all the different ones and being yeah. like, yeah, man, that one's gonna win or uh, that one deserves to win. But then watching another one, and then I like the, the th- I like liking it so much that I'm like, yeah, man, I want, I want that one to win. That's the kind of the part of it that I like. I haven't had that opportunity to do it this year because obviously, like nothing's real. Like I said, nothing's really available and stuff. But. um yeah, I just like that part of it. I think it's more the influence that the nominations have for me rather than the winnings and stuff. Like, I've never... Like, something winning an award has never actually, like, made me want to watch it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more the nominate being nominated. It's it's, it's hard to of, it's hard to take seriously sometimes because there's, there's two things that stand out. <laughs> one personally in my life and one thing that I'm sure we've all seen... Uh, as being just really like uh, seeing through the the illusion, I suppose, of, of the awards. So the, the, the thing that I think we've all seen would be the Martian winning best comedy, you know, um, yeah. because that because that was so obviously and overtly. Well, the Martian has to win an award. Ridley has to win an award at the Golden Globes. Everything else has been booked up. What can we give to the Martian? I don't know, Donald Glover's in it, give it best comedy. Like, you know, it was yeah. it was very clearly. And the other thing, and this is, I can't like confirm this as being the case, but like I can tell you the sequence of events. And uh, There was, um, so here in England, Manchester, um, if you produce films, uh, short films and things like this, you can get nominated, especially when you're a student, you can pretty easily get nominated uh, and considered for uh, Royal Television Society Awards uh, Northwest and then onto a more a national scale and stuff, the ITS Awards. And um, my university has, sp- uh, well, my course that I attended sponsored the ITS for many, many, many years. Um, and we won many ITS Awards. <laughs> and nice. there was one particular year where I attended the ITS Awards because uh, uh, my partner worked on a film that was nominated. And our course did not sponsor the ITS that year. And our course did not win a single one of the nominations that hmm. we were up for. <laughs> now, Oof. I'm not saying because <laughs> because the course didn't give them any money, they didn't give us any awards. But every other year they we'd won then we didn't pay them then we didn't it's interesting that isn't it did yeah. all, did all the, the ones that did pay him did they all win yes <laughs> yes uh, i can't remember which college it, which college or university it was that did sponsor them that year but they had a pretty heavy amount of wins wow uh, so that kind of 
broke the barriers, you know, to, to yeah. a degree. And, and, and I think one of the reasons that I was interested to have this discussion is because I still don't know, really, despite having been through that and seen that, why I still want one. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things, though, isn't it? Like, it's one of those, you kind of, from the kind of the outside, you winning like Oscars, winning um, like BAFTAs and stuff, it kind of seems like that's, that's like the end point you know what i mean like yeah i know obviously in that situation it's not because you don't just say you're like i don't know an actor you're like right one my run my oscar now don't need to do acting ever again i'm sorted for life now i've got to the end completed the game <laughs> you know it's not like thingy but that's kind of what you're aiming towards you know what i mean like it might not be for all it probably it isn't for all like directors all writers and thingies but for i imagine for a lot of people you know especially people like us who've kind of grown up you know, seeing all these awesome movies winning all these like awards and stuff, and then seeing the ones that we did not think deserved the awards and stuff, like thinking like, oh man, that film was well shit. You know, why did that win? I could have made a better film than that one, kind of thing. That I think seeing all that kind of makes you like, like if that film can win an award, why can't I? Kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. So I think it kind of that's why we kind of want one is because. You know, you kind of you think you've kind of been led to believe that winning an Oscar is like the end game for that's like what you're striving towards mm. as like a creative in like TV and film and stuff. Yeah, maybe not TV for an Oscar, but you know what I mean, like film and stuff like that. But actually, it's not really, is it? Like just being able to do stuff right. and just and having feel accom- like feel accomplished and proud of what you've done. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, like. But I think at the same time, you're still going to always have that. Unless maybe you win one and then you're like, right, well, there you go. Scratch that itch. I'll uh, do something else now. I'll try and win one for best actor instead. (laughs) I think potentially, I think potentially there's an element of, even if I can, even if I could view them from a purely cynical standpoint of, oh, there are there for businesses, there are there just slapping DVD cases or whatever. Um, If I make something that is not only well received amongst the audience but it makes business sense to give me a golden mask i think you know that's something special you know where i can be like i've broken through i've made a creative product that's resonated with human people and even companies think that i deserve something (laughs) yeah well it's that thing in it like where for me i don't think i'd ever like if i'm not i don't think i'd be one of those people where it's like oh you know boycott the oscars you know if they yeah. want to give me one, they want to give me one of those uh, <laughs> golden people with the fucking thing. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it if they're going. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Like, I, I assume they have your name engraved on it. So, like, yeah, man, oh, I'll get like a cabinet and shit. I'll get no, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd get a cabinet. That'd be weird. But I'd get like a not for one. It's only one once you have like three or more. Maybe you can yeah, I know. Cabinet. Yeah, if you've got like a few, then maybe a cabinet, maybe some LED lighting that the Alexa can turn on for you. <laughs> Imagine that though. Imagine being like, oh man, yeah, turn on my turn on my Oscar cabinet. Like, how much of a flex is that? Just saying. <laughs> turn on my awards cabinet. It just comes up like flashing lights and stuff. Man. It ascends from from the floor, just rises up. Yeah, it just comes like it's like, like holy music as playing, well. like ooh, as it's like lowering. <laughs> it's like what do you win that for? Uh, best costume, <laughs> <laughs> hair and makeup. 
I mean, <laughs> oh, those really, I, I, that really annoys me actually. That's the one thing about Oscars and stuff I don't like. I don't know if they do it anymore. Uh, they probably do. When they show off the awards during the ad, they do certain awards during the ad breaks. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so like cheeky. You know what I mean? Like these, some of these people, like it's like we're saying people have been like striving like the whole careers to get Oscars, and then imagine getting yours when it's on a fucking ad break. I would How, be gutted, like, you know. That'd yeah, be horrible. You know, made a joke there about hair and makeup, but some of the special effects. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm like a joker by like, it, but like really it's. Good. It's, yeah, it's, so, like, these, it's like cause, it's because they they put the main event stuff as you know best actor, best actress, best director, best film and stuff, but it's it is on like it's weird because I I, I so readily like belly laughed at it, but the reality is it's those people it's 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 those people in hair and makeup, it's those people in costume, yeah, yeah, it's those people in set design that make some of the most incredible films what they are. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of like Alien. You know, yeah. If, oh, if, yeah. if you didn't have the production designer you had on that movie, it wouldn't be that movie. Mm. Or even Star Wars, like Star Wars is Star the Wars thing. Is great if you example. didn't have the look of Star Wars, that's what set it apart from everything else. Yeah, is that the look of it and the um, just everything. and that ain't George. He might be approving stuff, but that's not him. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't his direction. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> he, it wasn't him that made the thingy. Like, you look at the basic story of Star Wars; it's very basic. The thing that makes Star Wars is the music, the costumes, the sets, the act. Well, the acting and a lot of it as well. It's just it's. I think I mean the the marketing obviously played a huge part in Star Wars, but that that they, I don't know if there's an I don't think there's an Oscar for you know best toy releases. <laughs> um, toy toy award, toy awards maybe, but yeah, I'm sure there um, is. I'm sure there is. Yeah, it's, it sucks that the thingy that the like they put all that stuff first as well because they know that people are only there for the big ones and it's just it's irritating but like yeah. man don't 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 give out any awards during the ad breaks that's just doing dirty that you know it's a way it's to bad. signify that yeah this was good enough that you deserve uh, an accolade but you're not important enough to yeah, bother yeah. screen time on mm. it and I, that's a shame that is a shame it is i think there's man. i think there's an element of, of 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 the awards that i would take more seriously if they did if if they if they didn't do awards during ad breaks i understand that it's a long ceremony and you've got to get through yeah, a lot yeah. but like but like this is the thing though like it's a long ceremony but you, they don't hide the fact that it is like yeah. you know what i mean they just say yeah it's going to be like three hours long because it's a long ceremony there's a lot of awards to give out that's fine i'll sim what you know what i mean it's it's i'm not going to go into it and i'd be about an hour in like oh man it's taking ages this in it i just wish they got to the thing you want i'd go into it expecting it to be really long like yeah. The people getting the awards have to fucking sit there for them, you know what I mean? Sit in those chairs for ages, like... <laughs> like... You know I, mean? I, I think, I think this is the thing. And the, the, other, the other big thing is, like, just in terms of who's, who's even getting the look, who's even getting nominated, because I, th- I think the Oscars in particular, I know it's the American Academy, whatever, right? But, like, that it has such a prestige to it, the Oscars that i think they should take themselves more seriously in regards to being kind of this global accomplishment for film you know we the 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 Shaun the sheep film is nominated in best animation this year that's yeah. a british staple you know Shaun yeah, the yeah. sheep that's a that's a very british the, the part of british iconography and i think the thing is is 
it's t- this this Oscars is is noteworthy because the Academy has acknowledged that at least two women definitely exist, and that's wild that that should be something that's um, a, a noteworthy thing. Like the amount of female directors, I do know there is a like. If anyone wants to come at me with like, well, actually, the actual disparity of people who are working in the field, don't fucking come at me with that shit, right? Like we like. I went to fucking film school. I don't know what it was like for you, Joe. Half my class was women, if not more. Oh yeah, there was yeah. It was there are very... so many women that want to work in film and they are struggling to get in, and a lot of them are going out and making films on their own time and their own money. Like, yeah, don't come at me with that shit. The Academy should recognize on a more global scale more forms of filmmaking and more creators in general. It should not be the case where like yeah. it, it's so pied down because that's when the cynicism keeps coming back in me. I would take it more seriously as a viewer and even potentially as a consumer if I saw that they were. Yeah. Mm. It's you just like one think. of those like no, go on, Joe. No, I was just gonna say it's one of those things, isn't it? Like it's really hard to see whether there's like like it's just it's difficult to know whether they're the nominating stuff still because of the the thing you like are they because if they're nominating something just because they need the diversity in the nominations it defeats the point you know what i mean yeah yeah like if they're only nominating nominating these films because they don't nominate loads of like female directors that defeats the point you're not meant to be doing it that way it's like oh right we need uh we need like a a film directed by a woman, let's just, oh, that one's good. That, no, don't do that. No, maybe because it's good. But then at the same yeah. time, that's what they might be doing. They might be actually, like, we might think that the Academy is this big evil, like, oh, we need to make sure that everyone's <laughs> thingy, make sure, get make all the money. But, you know, they might actually just be people who, like, watching films, is like, right, I like that film. I'm going to put that one up. These are the ones we nominated. But then it's just, there's no way of knowing. That's kind of the problem with it. This is true. Yeah. So, I don't know. But what I was going to say was if if there was a way that all of the films that were nominated were all on one streaming platform that was free for anyone to watch and then the one that was watched the most like watched the most maybe maybe not necessarily a ranking on there but almost if there was like a yearly IMDB award basically right yeah. would you hold that in higher esteem than like it's Academy interesting Awards. because it really does go off audience engagement yeah which which is hard to do because there are so many different like streaming providers and people who make films and you can't offer it to everyone for free because they're yeah. not making any money but, but then the thing the problem the problem there is streaming services don't have like um you know, this is a this is this is a gag. This is a bit like box. They're, they don't have like a, a thing that you tick when you go in to tell them that you're being serious about having watched this movie. Mm, yeah, they, you know? that's yeah, true. Yeah, because then because then the B movie wins every year. The B movie wins best movie, or <laughs> yeah. now you see me wins best movie because there's no box that you can tick. So <laughs> like, no, you're not being serious about this. Mm, no, yeah, that's it's true. Kind of, you could, yeah, it's kind of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, you you could quite easily get, um, like one specific like like a podcast one maybe with a bit bigger audience than us Soz but thank thank, thank you for, for listening to this one if you are but get more people to listen to it please they could just say hey go on the streaming service everyone vote for this and that could quite easily 
influenced yeah, influence manipulated yeah but yeah yeah but if, if get, like, it was in, in a perfect world a streaming service where everyone seriously voted for those films what do you think be like yeah that the film that won the most watched film or most, high, highest rated film I haven't seen that yet I should watch that or would you wait for a, a critic or a or awarding body what do, you, what do you think see I think the sorry go on Joe no I was just gonna say like with the audiences and stuff it, it's kind of weird and you get more of a sense of how the film like for me with like critics and stuff I don't actually read reviews like I never actually did I read a few for like some stuff but I never do now you know what I mean like I'll see the old critics say uh, saying that this film's gonna be bad you know early reviews and stuff like I don't really read them because it's not until the film actually comes out and like I start actually talking to people who've seen it that I start to like I don't know you meant to, you know, you know, not judge what your opinion on a film based on like what people are telling you or whatever, but you do. It's just something we all naturally do anyway. Like you go into a film with an expectation. You can't yeah. people are like, Oh, I go into film I go in I went into the film with an open mind. No, you didn't because you had an art even if you you, you try not to have the thing, you still had an opinion on what you even if it's not your opinion, you still had an idea what everyone else says about the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you still know that this person didn't like it and this person did. So you're like, hmm, you know, you're going to have your doubts and you're going to have your thingies anyway. So having that reward about the audience and stuff, that for me, if that, if I knew that the reason it would won a reward is because an audience voted for it, I feel like I would be more inclined to watch it then. I would use it more as a thingy because I know, because that's kind of how I'd do it anyway. If there's a film I'm not sure about watching, I'll see what the actual audiences have to say about it before I see what critics because I don't trust like critics anyway because you know you've <laughs> see, got the like thing is, fucking people giving it like five stars and it's a load of trash you know <laughs> so I'd go, um, like, <laughs> and now come on but, now, I think that was audiences more than critics yeah I was going to yeah. say actually yeah that's a good point that's my, here's, that, here's, that one actually counters my point is audiences this is the weird thing right about me is like I actually think that all awards bodies should have an element if not in their entirety be decided by um public vote i think that's that's honestly the only way to really gauge what people people were really into i don't mind the idea of an awards body doing the nominations like doing the work of picking out the things that they think yeah. are worthy yeah, of the best yeah. and then it's up to people to vote on those nominations i think that's an interesting and, and i think that, that does hold more credence here's the issue i am the worst most annoying type of hipster and if you tell me that this thing won by a popular vote i'm never gonna watch it <laughs> i'm never gonna if that's something people like fuck that man you, you know what you know who i am you know who i am i'm someone who's never seen any of breaking bad not a second not a single solitary <laughs> oh, second it, it's so and bad, i haven't you know. watched no. i haven't watched better call Saul. And I'm not not gonna watch the movie, right? And I'm just not, I'm, and I'm not gonna do it. And the more people tell me, no, but Sam, it's really good. Sam, it's a good, it's worth it. I'm, it's not happening. Nah, nah, it's bad. It's bad. It's not gonna it's happen. Not good, you know. It's terrible, you know. It's, it's a bad show. Even, well, I, I didn't miss anything, not, then, did I? It's not even worth are. watching. It's called. Cool, I mean, if you're bored, reason. you could probably, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not worth watching. But if you know, if you're bored, you know, maybe stick it on. You know, I don't know. But. <laughs> don't pay attention to it. Yeah, it's, and that's and that's the thing is 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 I I do think in a weird way because it's this selected group of whatever officials that are picking the stuff 
I, I don't know if that makes me trust it more. That sounds deranged yeah. that I've just proposed that, but like, it's where, yeah. it's where my brains worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what, right? It is really weird. Like, who who's on the Academy? It's like a bunch of actors and producers and thingies and stuff, isn't it? Whenever I think of the Academy, right, I don't know why, but Alec Baldwin pops into my head. Is he on the Academy? <laughs> is he ever been on the Academy? Should have a look. So, if he is. If he is, he's very generous because he's never won one. Could have just made himself win one, but he's not. He's been nominated for Best Supporting Actor in The Cooler. But other than that, he's never won one. What an oddly specific... The thing is, I when know, you yeah. started that sentence, I thought you were going to say, oh, I think of the Academy as being like um, like a wretched, hunched over old man with like a hunchback oh, no. and like <laughs> like gl- glasses that glisten in the light. <laughs> like... No, I didn't think Alec Baldwin was going to come out. It's a very specific Alec Baldwin as well. It's like Alec Baldwin dressed as Michael from GTA Five in that like white shirt and like light grey thingy, but with like no tie on. You know what I mean? Just like no tie, white shirt, just unbuttoned blazer, sunglasses. No, no, he doesn't wear sunglasses. It's just Alec Baldwin dressed as Michael from GTA. I don't know where that image has come from, but that's that's just what my brain associates with the Academy now. So, like, if I, I ever won that. an Oscar, I'd just walk past Al, um, Alec Baldwin and be like, thanks, mate. Just that'd be it. And he'd be like, the fuck was that? <laughs> That's relying on a lot there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For one, you, you've, got, you've got to win the award. And I've two, got to win the award, happened, yeah. You start to walk past Alec Baldwin at some point. Hoping just... that he's, he's actually there, yeah. Like, During your acceptance mate. speech, you're scanning the audience for Alec Baldwin. Alec, Alec, well, there he is, hey! Everyone, round of applause for Alec Baldwin. He's just like, he's like, what, what have I done? He goes, he knows, he knows, he knows why everybody, he knows. <laughs> oh man, Alec Baldwin. That's incredible. What a grip. I want to be there so badly for that. It's amazing. So, I mean, I don't think we've really necessarily come to a consensus but it's been an interesting chat like yeah i think i think i think that their existence if we can say anything it is important that they exist because to a degree and it's honestly it's the same for me with like i hate to admit it because it makes me sound like a lame wad but because the grammys suck but sometimes if someone's been nominated for a grammy i might check them out when i otherwise wouldn't have done you know Mm. um i've done it the past couple years so I think it's important that they exist because for films like your parasites, your promising young woman who I, I wouldn't have heard of and things like this. Um, I think it's important that they exist in order to try and get those kinds of films, more exposure, especially in a movie industry that is completely dominated by Disney and star Wars and Marvel. And even though I love those properties, they shouldn't be the only things that exist yeah and you know it's while while people like to complain about oh well you never the academy never recognizes superhero awards and when they do it's always with a little caveat they don't they don't need the recognition you know yeah yeah it's it's better to like nom for me i think it's better to nominate the films that yeah like you said aren't gonna thingy that maybe that maybe the ones that yeah aren't on all the streaming services and stuff and yeah like i get that yeah it just i think that's better like i, I kind of you know end game was good it had like a, i mean obviously it was yeah we everyone liked it, it had like the, the cgi was pretty amazing 
but I don't think it needed to win. And, you know, it didn't need to win an Oscar. Like, it already um, won. It already managed to be, like, the highest grossing film in the whole world until James Cameron was sour about it and, <laughs> you know, pulled a fucking crybaby move. But, um, you know, I think... I'd, Certain ones, maybe like for like if it, if it genuinely stands out, you know what I mean. Like yeah, if it's really if good. It genuinely, if if like if you took out the Marvel elements or even just thought of it as its own standalone movie, which you know I know you're gonna get a lot of people be like, oh, but 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 this one does that. Yeah, I mean I mean like an exceptional. Yeah, you know it stands out like it could be its own thing. You know. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, okay actually, that on that on that count. Well, I do think superhero movies don't necessarily need the recognition. I do sort of think that Marvel's TV efforts deserve a look in at the Emmys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. From this year, it's been it's been above and beyond what I expected it to be. Well, this yeah. is this is kind of what I mean. Like, if it's not if it's so different that it kind of it's it's his own thing, you know? Like, you don't yeah. need to watch all the other stuff to kind of if it's that good that it, it just naturally deserves one, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Like, the whole thing about a film being, like, Oscar bait and stuff, like... Eh, I don't know. I don't know if whether that still exists anymore. Like, it pretty does, it does. But not in the same way that it used to. Like, there used to be the whole thing about how actors and studios would make a film and they would make it a certain way so it wouldn't win an Oscar kind of thing. Um... I don't necessarily know if that's... I mean, I don't know. It might still happen all the time, but well, it doesn't feel the, as obvious as it used to. Yeah, the, the sorts of movies are, are changing quite heavily. Like, that's why Cats was made. If that, As bizarre as that sounds to think about yeah, yeah. a movie. But the only reason they greenlit Cats and put Tom Hooper in the directing chair was because he won an award for Les Mis. It yeah. suddenly showed that musicals could be award winners... So let's get one of the Lloyd Webber classics, put Tom Hooper in the director's chair. That's an instant award for us. Oopsie, yeah. we made it cats. <laughs> oh, they I think that's the thing, that yeah. one up, didn't they? I feel like it's because it's sometimes you can think, can't you? even a film from like 2004 or something that we would don't, I don't even know, I don't even care enough to Google if it won an Oscar or not. You can just tell. You're watching it. You can just tell that it was it was made specifically, specifically whatever to win an Oscar. Yeah, and just yeah, I'm just like, oh, it's fine. It's all those types of movies. I'm like, yeah, whatever, great. Like they don't age at all, well at all. You know what I mean? Like the very no, kind of it's it's like when games and just companies use like memes and shit to do stuff oh, right yeah, it's exactly it's the worst because you, know, you give it like a year it's going to be so outdated that it hurts and that I'm, people are going to actively avoid it like it's just it's one of those things i think especially now as well like stuff like memes and stuff it's popular for like a week and then that's it it's done it's over it's gone it's something else i think it moves so quick that maybe that's why they don't do the oscar bait stuff as much anymore because they know that if they do it, they're going to be outdated by the time the fucking Oscar comes around. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it probably probably they probably have found that they're not as financially viable. Like years and years and years down the line, they're not they're not the films they keep repackaging and no, redistributing. No. 
Um, yeah, I agree. Okay, so well, yeah, in that regard, I think it's important that these awards bodies exist in order to try and gain exposure to uh, perhaps slightly lesser known, really quality films. Uh, and I hope they continue to trend in that direction. The last thing I think they should be doing is catering to the mainstream. Oh, well, give Zack Snyder and you know, don't. Oh, don't yeah, do that. no, don't. <laughs> no, 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 no thanks. Yeah. There's no part of not film be... that deserves a reward. <laughs> right. Uh, like so uh, thank you very much for watching let us know what you think of points awards or anything else we've discussed in this episode in the comments down below if you've enjoyed this episode and everything we do at the outtakes please consider hitting that subscribe button to get updates on when we're doing new stuff and hit the like button and share it with your mates as well if you've been listening to us on podcast you can also hit the follow button on whatever your podcast app of choice is to get instant new episodes whenever we deliver them and follow us on social media at the real outtakes on twitter and instagram for other updates on things we might be doing thank you very much for joining us and we will catch you next time Bye.